0: Chapter Sixteen of Round the Moon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. Round the Moon by Jules Verne. CHAPTER Sixteen The Southern Hemisphere. The projectile had just escaped a terrible danger, and a very unforeseen one. Who would have thought of such a rencontre with meteors? These erring bodies might create serious perils for the travelers. They were to them so many sandbanks upon that sea of ether which, less fortunate than sailors, they could not escape. But did these adventurers complain of space? No not since nature had given them the splendid sight of a cosmical meteor bursting from expansion since this inimitable firework which no ruggieri could imitate had lit up for some seconds the invisible glory of the moon in that flash continents seas and forests had become visible to them did an atmosphere then bring to this unknown face its life-giving atoms questions still insoluble and forever closed against human curiosity it was then half past three in the afternoon the projectile was following its curvilinear direction round the moon had its course been again altered by the meteor it was to be feared so but the projectile must describe a curve unalterably determined by the laws of mechanical reasoning barbicane was inclined to believe that this curve would be rather a parabola than a hyperbola but admitting the parabola the projectile must quickly have passed through the cone of shadow projected into space opposite the sun this cone indeed is very narrow the angular diameter of the moon being so little when compared with the diameter of the orb of day and up to this time the projectile had been floating in the steep shadow Whatever had been its speed, and it could not have been insignificant, its period of occultation continued. That was evident, but perhaps that would not have been the case in a supposed rigidly parabolical trajectory, a new problem which tormented Barbicane's brain, imprisoned as he was in a circle of unknowns which he could not unravel. Neither of the travelers thought of taking an instant's repose. Each one watched for an unexpected fact which might throw some new light on their uranographic studies about five o'clock michel Ardant distributed under the name of dinner some pieces of bread and cold meat which were quickly swallowed without either of them abandoning their scuttle the glass of which was incessantly encrusted by the condensation of vapour about forty-five minutes past five in the evening Nickel, armed with his glass, sighted towards the southern border of the moon, and in the direction followed by the projectile, some bright points cut upon the dark shield of the sky. They looked like a succession of sharp points, lengthened into a tremulous line. They were very bright. Such appeared the terminal line of the moon when in one of her octants. They could not be mistaken. It was no longer a simple meteor. This luminous ridge had neither colour nor motion, nor was it a volcano in eruption, and Barbicane did not hesitate to pronounce upon it. "'The sun!' he exclaimed. "'What, the sun?' answered Nicol and Michel Ardain. "'Yes, my friends, it is the radiant orb itself lighting up the summit of the mountains, situated on the southern borders of the moon. We are evidently nearing the South Pole.' after having passed the north pole replied Michel, we have made the circuit of our satellite then yes my good Michel. then no more hyperbolas no more parabolas no more open curves to fear no but a closed curve which is called an ellipse instead of losing itself in interplanetary space it is probable that the projectile will describe an elliptical orbit around the moon. Indeed! And that it will become her satellite. Moon of the moon! cried Michel Ardan. Only I would have you observe, my worthy friend, replied Barbicane, that we are none the less lost for that. Yes, in another manner and much more pleasantly answered the careless frenchman with his most amiable smile end of chapter